the last show for 2020, and it is a big, big show. Actually, it's not. It's probably not our best show, if I'm being honest, for 2020. <laughs> well, I think we've been started, mate. I reckon we've been better since we haven't had the sport, haven't had football to talk about. Well, I think we, we've been better at lifestyle, other sport. We have, and we're having a record number of downloads. Now, I'm really? almost tempted to put it down to a sort of an administration error because it doesn't really add up, but we're getting a record number of downloads. I was going through the run sheet. As you know, Hum. Right. I've been a big advocate yep. for finasteride for a long time. Oh, don't finasteride's a little tablet you take and it can stop male pattern baldness <laughs> in its tracks. So, and it does thicken up, doesn't it, Matthew? Yeah, it does, yeah. Now, me and Matthew have been having a look at the front of your hair and we didn't say anything about it, but you brought it up, the fact that it is starting to thin out. Now is the time. Yeah, I know. Now is the time because if it gets too far... You get to Andrew Wills, you can't come back. So you need to do something now. You can stop it in its tracks. It won't necessarily grow back, but if you can keep it where it's at at the moment, you're in. Yeah, see, that'd be all right. It's just this little patch there, but I wear Mm. a cap backwards quite a bit. So maybe it's, maybe it's, and it seems to be on that that part there. But hey, get onto it. Big thanks to Taylor May. Now, I can confirm because you know that we were close to throwing Taylor made on the uh, no on the we hit, weren't we're going to open this up the been tier one extraordinary saga hum this it has Taylor because just stuff. think we locked this we locked this, the Taylor made sponsorship deal in March it is now late December and we have got nothing we not have a been in a pandemic though we have and I spoke to our man Aaron who said that the um, lab was closed so but he, he was going to open up for us if we wanted to go and to go fitted there is one bit that is concerning he keeps mentioning the boys coming Coming in to get fitted, never still mentioning me. <laughs> so I just need to hope that when we do get there in early January, you guys look after me because it's uh, my clubs. Uh, I've, I've, I was going through it. I play a lot of golf. Yeah. My golf bag's destroyed. I don't have a f- three iron, a four iron. A, I broke my six iron last week, uh, and I don't have a how did you three break, wood. How did you break your six iron? Rage. <laughs> There's a pattern coming here. There's a real pattern. We've just heard the fact that you have a little bit of an anger issue. But I, I can't wait. It's the last show of the year and I can't wait for lunch today. Yeah. Well, we're going to Vlados, aren't we? In Vlados Richmond. in Richmond, yeah. one of the most original steakhouses. They've even got a wallpaper of cows on the wall while you're eating it's, steak. It's one of the great places, one of the great eateries, one of the first places I ate at when I came to Melbourne. Same here. It was the first place I did eat at when I came yeah. from across from Tassie. Well, My player sponsor at Richmond took me to Vlados and it has me. it has not changed in 30 years because it doesn't need to change. Yeah, well, the set menu, they don't, yeah. you don't get to choose your menu. All they bring you out is a whole tray of meat and you choose which piece yeah. of meat you want. They bring you sausages, all sorts. It is amazing. Well, you know that I've been campaigning for years to have lunch with you guys. We've been doing this podcast our third year yep. and I've always been, been pushing it. I finally got it over the line this year, and I, I'll put my hand up. And I mean, I've, I've already told you guys this. I've stuffed it. I stuffed mean? up the booking. How could you? Stuff well, the I didn't booking? book. In, I didn't try and book till after the show last week, uh, and he laughed. It wasn't the. It wasn't Vlad Os on the. He laughed me out of the on the phone. Trying because I was trying to get because we were getting all of our producers and stuff involved. We got, so we're not going. Is that what you're saying? We're not going. And then I did try a couple of other places. All I could get was a table at the Mountain View, <laughs> which is across the road. I thought I'm not going to waste my lunch with Richo and Brownie. Are you serious, mate? You got to think these things through. But have you? I now didn't know it was it? that. Can we have lunch in January then? Yes. Surely. All right. Okay. I might. I might. Book. I didn't know it was that popular. But he literally laughed. Hummer. I suggested a booking. A hummer. Yeah. 
it's you're three days before Christmas, <laughs> mate. What do your you mean? Your parents listen to this show, and do they and they sit no. back and they wonder that that, that money we spent, uh, that twenty five grand a year, private school tuition. Do they ever sit back and go? Oh, I don't know whether it's worth it. So, well, Brownie, this is one of the, the great steak joints in Melbourne, and Hummer thinks he can ring up three well, days before Christmas. I'm not, a, I'm not a big fancy restaurant guy, so I, I didn't know that. I just assumed because normally, normally I can book. The places I go, you don't need to book. You just walk straight <laughs> in. Hey, um, Sydney Stack was in the news this week. He broke COVID. Uh, I, I feel that the WA government has just... They've gone a bit too far. We we're talking about taking the piss. They've locked the man up for breaking code. Yes, until January six. Is, so, is that right? Is yeah, he in ja- well, jail until January six? I of the think report. it's been adjourned. He's, he's court hearing. It, it seems extraordinarily harsh, doesn't it, that he's in in uh, jail until January the sixth? It's clink, like the biggest, the real clink. Mm. But they have been. They have. It's pretty consistent with what they've been doing over there though all year. If you break COVID yeah. restrictions, but it's his second Jesus. breach as well. It's harsh. What's yeah. going to happen with his footy career then? Oh, look, he's got a year left on his contract at Richmond. We know that he was going to miss the first five games anyway this year because of the the incident up in uh, Queensland during the hub. So, look, when he gets back to Melbourne, he's just got to put his head down and train hard. The the thing is, he's got so much talent. He was second in the Rising Star uh, last year in 2019. He's got real talent, but... It's getting to the point Sad. now, yeah, where he's got to knuckle down when he comes back. And so I'll ask you a question. Richmond, obviously, being a great club, they'll look after him yeah. because they've already said that. They're not going to cast him out and throw him out because he is good talent and he does have a year to run his contract. Outside of Richmond, if Richmond weren't going to take him, could you see – I can't see anybody else at this point taking a chance on him. So it's almost Richmond mm. or bust for him, but he's still got at least half a year mm. and he is good enough to play good footy and play oh, really good footy this year. Oh, yes, he he's got extraordinary talent. He just needs to come back, train hard and, and work his way back into the team. We know that when he gets out there, he can play. Look, you never know. If it doesn't work out at Richmond, perhaps he goes back to WA and, you know, he might get a chance at, at Freo or the Eagles because the talent is there, but... You know, you get to a point in your career where you've got to knuckle down and put your head down, and I reckon he's at that point now. Is he smart enough to make the right decisions? I've never met Sydney don't Stack. No, don't, don't know. Look, he needs you need good guidance around you, and, and Richmond have got that. I mean, he, he, Marlon Pickett's obviously been through a lot in his career. Probably should uh, have a look at Marlon and, and have a chat to him. Well, people out there are probably saying, what an idiot. He's throwing... I, I'm barracking for him. I hope he's he does well. He's 20 years of age, though. Yeah, I, I'm barracking for him. I hope he does well. I hope he gets his life together because it, we don't want to lose a talent like that and to spend Christmas in jail. No. Yeah. December si- well, January Seems harsh. 6th. Seems Very harsh. harsh. They've, they've taken a different stance over in WA, or Mark McGowan. Hey, um, the AFL does this very well. Whenever they're just a little time that we're not talking about the AFL, they just go bang and, and give us something to talk about. They release the fixtures. Well, they actually released... the first rounds. First six rounds. But they've I've, I've got a graphic up here. Now, I f- forgive me if I don't actually know what this is. Round one graphic. Round one. No, they've got the who each club plays twice in 2021. Yeah. So they don't release the full fixture. No, they've released the first six rounds. But you know How who, do they know? But you know who you're playing, but they just haven't put down which nights or, or where you're going to play them oh. or what round after round ah, six. That's what yeah. this is. Mm. So you know who you're playing, but it just needs to be changed up. Geelong got a really good start. They've got Jeremy Cameron coming. They've obviously got Isaac Smith. And uh, who else did they get? Uh, Sean Higgins. Sean Higgins. So they've got a good start. They've got games at home in Geelong. They're going to get over a good, a good start. So you'd think Geelong are going to play some pretty good finals footy this year. Brisbane's got a good draw. Just looking at, at the sides that they play twice, they play Collingwood twice, Fremantle, Geelong, Gold Coast and Richmond. Now, and for a side that's going to be in the top four, that's a 
That's a delicious yeah, draw. Yeah, Joe Danaher back, so back into uh, footy up there in Brisbane. So, look, they've got a lot of blockbuster games, I reckon, too. On. I reckon Channel 7 will have them on a lot Saturday night because they want to, you know, really take advantage of that. The momentum they've got in southeast Queensland. So the Lions are going to get a good draw. But you look at the round one draw, the, the AFL's done it perfectly, haven't they? You look oh. at a game, the Friday night, Collingwood and the Dogs. Oh. I mean, that's just perfect, isn't right, it? Well, let's go, uh, let's go through. that fixture last year as yeah. well. Yep. Let's go through. I want to, I'll get your tips now. We're going to record them then what, what, for, before round the, for round one oh. now. Richmond a dollar thirty-five up again, which again is not bad. I know You've you've already got a market. You've got the markets yeah. up. They're very quick. The boys down there. A uh, dollar thirty-five for Richmond. Three dollars fourteen for Carlton. Yeah, oh, that that seems pretty pretty big gap there for round one. But you got to back Richmond in, don't you? Round one. I think they've won the last eight round one games. But I can't wait to see Williams and Sard out there for Carlton. But I'll tip the Tigers. The Tigers should win. But I wouldn't be at all surprised if Carlton turn up round one and play really well. Just isn't that Thursday night? Just I'm so glad they've always kept the Thursday night and kept the same two sides because yeah. you just see, you just feel it's, it's a good back. season opener. Collingwood versus Western Bulldogs. Collingwood favourites a dollar seventy five. The doggies two dollars eight. Yeah, dogs will win this. Yeah, I'm with they? Well, you're going to snap. I'm going to snap up that two dollars eight now. Yeah, I'm with the doggies too. It's a long time to wait for your cash. What about the midfield <laughs> dogs? I know. It's nice. Uh, Melbourne versus Fremantle. Melbourne a dollar forty one. Fremantle two eighty two. Fremantle are going to get better and better this year. Justin Longmuir is a very, very yeah. good coach. Um, I think Melbourne win. I think Melbourne win just. It's, in. it's at the G, so Melbourne yep. for me. Adelaide versus Geelong. Adelaide three seventy five. The Cats a dollar twenty six. Geelong. You could. There's a. I'm just saying. If you're happy to wait for your cash, there's a couple here you could multi up for a big price that are pretty, pretty certain. The Crows look better at the end of the year, but the Cats aren't going to lose that one. Essendon, $2.32 against the Hawks, $1.59. That's the one, yeah. I reckon. That's a really good game. Tate tipping against Hawthorne, but, gee, they're, they're starting to look like they might drop off a little bit, Gunson, Hummer. What yeah, do you five think? Month, we're stuffed. Gunson's gone for the, uh, five yeah. months. So I, think, I think the Bombers could win Sisley's gone. Yeah, Hawks are stuffed. Bomber eyes. Brisbane, $1.22, up against the Swans, four fifteen. Yeah, Brisbane. At the Gabba. Easy win for the Lions. GWS... $1.59 against the Saints. St Kilda, $2.32. Oh, I'm going to go to the Saints. Ooh. Mm. It's at, wow. It's at, uh, it's at Giants Stadium, so I'm going to go with the Giants. You missed North and Port. West Coast. Oh, did I? Yeah. Port Adelaide. We haven't even got that. We haven't got a market up for that. That's strange. Why would we not have one random game? <laughs> I wouldn't question the company you work for, <laughs> Well, Port are going to win that yeah. one. That's why. West Coast, $1.18 up against Gold Coast, $4.70. Uh, West Coast. Yeah, West Coast. I can't wait to see Matt Rowell back in action. Mm. Over to the cricket now, gentlemen, and wasn't it just fantastic? In fact, the only bad thing about the Aussies winning in three days was they'd they'd geared everything through uh, the Big Bash schedule as if the game was going to go for at least four days. So we we were without cricket for a couple of days. Have you ever seen a test match turn as quickly as that? You go into that day three, India are in a pretty good position, Mm. 70 runs in front with nine wickets in hand. I had to go and uh, do something out the back in the backyard for 10 minutes. I walked back in. <laughs> Gardening, did you? Oh, yeah. yeah. Mix a couple of little <laughs> things up, mate. Uh, no, I was cleaning up a mess my daughter made out the back. But I walked back in and the test match was over. Mm, it was the, it's gone. You've never seen a game turn like that. But it just made me think, is this the best bowling attack that we've ever seen? Now, we've got short memories, but you look at it. 
I mean, Cummings is the best bowler in the world. Hazelwood's your Glenn McGrath type, just yep. the spot. Stark can do anything. And then Nathan Lyon's the best off-spinner we've ever had. And a lot of people have said, is this the best? But I think we've gone a bit early. What do you think? I think mate? we've gone a little bit early. They're, 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 they've consistently got us out of trouble, our bowlers, yeah. and they've bowled really well. But you look not that long ago where you had Shane Warne, who is arguably the best greatest bowler, bowler of ever yep. of all time. you got Glenn McGrath, who... Yep. Pretty much like Josh Hazelwood, but Glenn McGrath did it for 12 or 13 years. Yeah. Gillespie, Lee, and i tell you what, some of the people who didn't get a game or were in and out of that side, McGill, who took 200-plus wickets, yeah. Andy Bickle, who was a very yep. good batsman and a bowler, and Michael Kasperowitz. Yeah. So these guys, I mean, there's eight bowlers there who were unbelievable. And that's what we, we get. we got short memories. And last Stark's been dropped in the last 12 yeah. months, and so's Hazelwood. So, yeah, it's a, so that is a very good point. It's and a great bowling attack, but you're right. Uh, Brownie, Warren, Lee, McGrath, Gillespie. Mm. I'll take and that. And you still. forget how dominant they were. Like uh, again, I, I know that this, you know, this was a, an impressive win against India, but you know, we, we haven't been the strongest Test side with these yeah. bowlers in the side. Yeah. Whereas back then, we had them. We were yeah. invincible. Don't forget, uh, you left Colin Funky Miller out there. Oh, Colin Miller <laughs> took eight for one day. He did. he did. I think he works. He works in Vegas now. Does he, he does. Yeah, he yeah. runs like an entertainment company yeah. or something over there. Just yeah, he married an life. American. He lives in Vegas. That's right. Richo. Last one for the year. What's doing your head in? And it's doing my f***ing head in. Hurts me to say this, boys, oh. but uh, my little six-month-old daughter, Riley, has done oh. my head in this week. <laughs> I'll tell you why. <laughs> now, the wife, uh, Jen, and she, you know, she had a lot of points in the bank because I've had a lot of Christmas things on recently and catching up with friends who've been in COVID. Jen had two Christmas parties on. Look what it is. You've been out in the piss. Yeah, I have. I've been out in the piss. <laughs> <laughs> I've so, a couple of Christmas So Jen's, uh, Jen's just reminded me late last week that she had a Christmas party and birthday on Saturday. So it started at lunchtime and then through to dinner Ooh. that night. And then her good school friends, they have a big Christmas thing every year. That was on Sunday. So I've got the job all weekend doing what I have, what I should be doing as uh, as dad of the girls, and I found out pretty quickly that uh, perhaps I'm not that good at getting Briley to sleep. Oh, so found out, yeah. So Friday night, you know, seven o'clock, normal time to go to bed. We go into the bedroom with the bottle. We have the bottle. She's falling asleep with the bottle, and I'm thinking I'm flying here, just going to put her in the cot, <laughs> and things are going beautifully. She was having not a bar of it, Riley. As soon as I sat her into the cot, she started, started crying. So I tried again, sat back in the chair, rocked her a little bit more, back into the cot. As soon as she, her head hit the cot, crying again. So I thought, all right, we'll go out to the lounge room and we'll just resettle her out there. Then we'll come back. We'll try again. So as soon as we walk out to the lounge room, just starts looking at me smiling. I'm like, you cheeky it's little worked. monkey. <laughs> we walk back up to the dark bedroom. As soon as we enter the door, get one centimetre into the door of the bedroom, she starts arcing up again. <laughs> so this went on for a good hour and a half, nearly two hours. It's nearly nine o'clock, right? And I'm still wrestling with her in and out of the bedroom. Finally get her into the bedroom, into the cot, and she seems happy to be there. I'm, I'm sitting by the cot, just giving her a little rock, and I've got her to sleep. I'm right, this is beautiful. Two hours it was taking. Don't take your hand off. I took, no, I took my hand off and I, I then counted to 100. I thought, I'll wait. Yep, she's asleep. I thought, I'm not going to stand right up and walk to the oh. door. I don't want to make too much movement. So I sort of slid down onto the ground and was crawling towards the door. <laughs> and my knee, I've got pretty crook <laughs> knees from footy. One of my knees cracked. <laughs> 
and woke her up. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. My knee cracking. So I had to get her out of the cot. I finally got her to sleep at 10 o'clock on Friday night, and it was the same again on Saturday night. So oh. my daughter Riley did my head in. You, you wouldn't read about it, would you? My oh, knee, knee cracked cracking. and woke her up. Do you know what my parents used to do? What? Just rub a little bit of bourbon on my gums. Oh. <laughs> Well, I'm not going to do that. Put me mate. straight to sleep. Bourbon. Bur- bourbon. Dad would rub bourbon on my gums, and I'd fall out like a lie. Is that a lie? I think it's a lie. Most it's things come out of his mouth are a lie. He reckons he has a scotch beside his bed every oh, night. Bang. No, in the morning. In the morning. Scotch every morning. Maybe that's why it started. Because Dad was rubbing bourbon on my gums when I was two months old. Hey, um, last one for the year. The lifestyle section. Now, we've spent a lot of time talking about food, and in particular, we offered a tier two sponsorship to Ronan Chili, a man that found me on Instagram for some reason, sent me some free chili despite having no followers, but it was the best chili oil I've ever had. Yeah, we didn't get any. No, you didn't. Thought you, yeah, you're going to bring it in. I finished it. Did you? Yeah. I, mate, I was eating it with a spoon. You can put it on everything, can't you? Oh, it's so good. But you found one. Yeah, I found one. And this is a little bit different to yours because Ronan's like a little boutique chili yeah. company, isn't it? Well, Jen um, brought home this chili oil the other day and it was quite a mass-produced chili oil. Lee Kum Key Chow style. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's called. Lee Kum Key. That's what it's called. Hong Kong style chili oil, right? <laughs> Mate, this is extraordinary, huh? Yeah. You're gonna, I'm going to get you a bottle. But I've looked it up online after Jen got it just to see yep. if other people thought the same. Plenty of ratings on there, all five-star. This is the best chili oil. So it's mass-produced. Really? It is a mass Can I get it at the supermarket? You can get it at, at, uh, at normal Coles and Woolies. Oh, have wow. it. nice. Real mass. So this, it is. But, mate, I, 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 I challenge you to go get some, okay. huh? Because I know you love your chili oil. And our listeners out there, a lot of our listeners love yeah. the chili oil. Get the Lee Cum Key. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Why are you laughing? Well, the way he's you're, you're laughing as you say it. What? You child. Why is there space between words when you say it as well? I don't know how quick I... Lee Kum Chow style chili oil. Get it. Get uh, some in here. Uh, speaking of food, but speaking of food, I saw a tweet the other day from Rowan Connolly. You know we love oh, Roco. Oh, Roco. Uh, I love Roco. And he's tweeted on about Pete Evans. But uh, So oh. he's, he's, he's put a thing on about Pete Evans' my day on a plate. So Pete Evans at 7am have two glasses of alkalised water with apple cider vinegar, then a smoothie of blended alkalised water, spirulina, activated almonds, blueberries, stevia. Then at 8.30 he goes for the sprouted millet, some sorghum, buckwheat bread, liver pate, cultured vegetables, that's uncultured which you are, <laughs> plus ginger and licorice root tea. That's only 8.30, then you get to 12.30. <laughs> Fresh fish, sautéed, this must take a long time for Pete Evans to put together, cultured vegetables again, activated almonds, cocoa nibs, green tea, 6.30pm, emu meatballs. Who eats what emu meatballs? Hell? He's having emu meatballs and sautéed vegetables. So oh, big, big Roco has gone. Pete Evans is trending on Twitter. No idea why, but it does offer an excuse to run this again. No wonder he's such a f up given what goes down his throat. <laughs> that, Come that, on, Pete. I, just, I could recognise uh, – the only words I, I recognised then was vegetable and emu. I love my food. And this morning, I reckon I had irresponsibly sourced bacon for my bacon and eggs. And every time I go and have eggs, I make sure that I get the caged eggs. Oh, I don't like the free-range eggs. <laughs> you don't know what the free-range chickens are That's... doing all around, whatever they're getting. I... You need a caged egg. I don't mind people eating healthy. Like, good on you. But yeah, but, I mean, that's I... over the top, isn't what it? Is all that? What, what is all that crap? Hey, Christmas time. Uh, have, you, have you guys done... 
Christmas presents and whatnot? Yeah, done it all online this year. It was pretty easy. We had it. We had that done and dusted about two or three weeks ago. What, what did you, you get, hun? What did you get the the missus? Um, I haven't got anything yet. What? Well, she only had a birthday last week. <laughs> So I'm just trying to sort of... He's planned it well, hasn't I'm, he, Hummer? I'm, I'm trying to push him in all the I my iPad the other day and my kids obviously sit at home and they get on the iPad and they play with them stuff and I found Helena's Christmas list. Now, I don't know if I'm doing something wrong as a parent or whether my kids are just way out of control, but this is what she's put on her Christmas wait, list. So she, but wait, do you, have you asked her to write a Christmas no, list? No, no, she's just put a Christmas list. She just got list, onto your iPad. Just on my iPad and put a Christmas list she's for me to find. She's a child genius. Mm, she's eight. <laughs> She's not a child genius. I really want a gold iPod, a yellow Space Talk watch, and an iPad. So Jesus, just a, like a gold things. iPod and an iPad and a gold one and an electric scooter. And oh, I want cropped jumpers. Electric scooter? Mm. Are they kidding? They're kidding. Well, she's, well, she's asked for about 35 grand worth it's of presents. It's expensive. They're kids these days. They do. <laughs> they they get it easy. Very Apple-based. They get it easy these days. Um... What about Christmas time? Have you got? Have you got? Let's. I would love to give our listeners just a, a good Christmas story. Just to before Matthew's we... got a good one. Oh, I've got a good one. As a kid, you, how how excited were you? Like your kids now, two or three days out. That you know the excitement is building for Christmas time. And I remember once as a, as a young kid, we're really looking forward to getting up Christmas morning because we knew that perhaps we were getting a trampoline, or that's what we asked Santa for. And I remember it distinctly to this day. We're up at the crack of dawn and mum's sort of trying to keep us in bed for a little bit longer. But then finally she's given us the green light to race out to the backyard to see our Christmas present out in the backyard. We we had a fair idea it was going to be a trampoline. You know, Santa was good to us. We get out in the backyard, we want to have a jump on it. We look at the trampoline and it's half up. (laughs) One end of it's up in the air. The other end is resting on the ground. So only one set of legs is on it. The other set of legs is lying on the grass, sort of half made. And mum's looked at us and said, look, kids, you know, Santa's very busy Christmas night. You know, he's got to go to so many houses around the world. He obviously just ran out of time. Time to build it for Ran out of time. And had to get moving. And we sort of, we went, all right, yeah. You cracked it at this point? Oh, we're a bit flat because you want to jump on your trampoline, don't you? Anyway, mum shared with us uh, recently what actually happened that Christmas night. And my old man came home from the East Devonport Football Club at midnight. Couldn't scratch himself. (laughs) And mum is absolutely filthy. She sent him out the backyard and said, I don't care how drunk you are, you are putting up that trampoline. Well, the big fella just couldn't get it up. <laughs> Hard enough to put up They you bit... haven't been drinking, let alone yeah. at midnight. Mate, I put one up this year for my daughter's birthday, and I, if you're trying to do that out the back in the pitch black... You can't scratch yourself. It's pretty hard. <laughs> All trampolines have got nets these days, don't yeah. they? Like, what's what's with that? Can you ever buy them without safety? But we hum. didn't have we didn't have nets. No. When we were we're fine. It was good fun, wasn't it? You wasn't jump it? off the fence. We try to double bounce your brothers off, off the, trampoline the trampoline together, or and then sometimes you get it wrong. And remember, your leg would come yeah. down between the springs and yeah. the uh, and yeah. the and the black stuff. Oh, we used to days. we used to play wrestling on there, and I'd get up on the roof of the garage, and you'd come off the roof of the garage. The Macho Man, remember the elbow, mm. the Macho Man, yeah, Randy yeah, yeah. Savage, off the roof of the off the garage. Hey, I've got. I'm going to make a statement about Christmas that I I think judging by the reaction uh, of the producers already when I set the run sheet, I'm going to just. Three things I'm going to say about Christmas is shit. First of all, turkey is shit. Second of all, that Paul Kelly song, How to Make Gravy, is shit. And thirdly and finally, cooked ham is shit. What? <laughs> yep. 
That's my that's my three things to the again. I haven't. Turkey is dry. It, it's it's relatively tasteless. But I don't think you'll find many people that will agree with you that cooked ham is no good. Cooked ham is it's no good. Okay. Thing no, it's not. I like I, I I understand it. You know, between Christmas and New Year's Eve, and you've got you know the the, the cold ham that your mum's bought, and you can you know you wrap Which it in the was you wrap cooked, it in and now it's ham. gone cold. No, but that's you it's idiot. different ham. It's no, a it's different not. type of ham. This is like double smoked ham, and it's it's nice. The cooked that's ham itself that comes out hot on Christmas Day is no good. I we'll, will not touch we'll it. Not think of anything. And you've I gone after an Australian icon, one of the great songs of all time. Oh, it's just Paul Kelly. It's just not that good of a song, and everyone goes sick for it. It is a good song. Have you actually sat there and listened to the, the lyrics? lyrics? Yes, lots. Not lots because I don't like it that much, but I have listened. No, you haven't. You haven't given it but a I go. I just don't understand why everyone gets such a hard-on for this this song every Christmas. It's, it's a great song. Is it even song. a Christmas song? It is, yeah. It was Gravy Day yesterday and Jimmy Barnes uh, on Instagram, he put up a little post for about six oh, minutes. Oh, he's trying to off Paul's work. Well, he is, how to make gravy. I'll tell you, get onto Jimmy Barnes's Instagram. He made this beautiful onion gravy last night for Gravy Day. Do I you can't believe you don't like that song. Just to be an idiot sometimes? No. I, I do not like cooked ham. I don't like turkey and I don't like that song. I, in fact, I will say Christmas lunch is overrated as a whole because it's, uh, it, by the time you get to it, it's cold. Now you're turning it's been, the Grinch. It's been a stressful – no, I like Chris, I, do, I love Christmas Day, but you I just think Christmas lunch itself uh, is I no good. I Christmas Day. I do love Christmas Day. I don't, I don't want this to be mistaken as being Grinchy. I just think the food on Christmas Day is so overrated. You don't like turkey, ham. You don't like Christmas lunch. What do you like about Christmas Day then? I, well, you get, I like the beers and I like catch up with my family and, and, and celebrate. Yeah. I'm <laughs> surprised your girlfriend's still with you, to be honest, so with I'm, the attitude you sort of go along with. I'll tell you one other thing just uh, for any of our parents out there listening. My daughter, you know, they play up, don't they, this time of year. They're getting – they want Christmas to come around. They're getting impatient. And Zoe's been – really irritable the last few days. Perfect tactic I've got, Nate, now. Whenever she's played oh. up the last few days, I'll pick up the phone, I'll start looking at it, I can see her eyes going, and I say, Zoe, if you don't settle down, darling, I'm going to ring Santa. I'm <laughs> gonna, a great tactic. I'm going to have to give work? Santa a... It works, it mate. Does. It works. She comes running up to me and she's shaking her hands, going, no, 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 no. You need to work out a way to do that all year. You know, in this program sometimes... Um, and talk about Christmas presents, how Hummer's always talking about, you know, he doesn't earn enough, some blokes earn so much, and yeah. it always has a go at me about, you know, I don't do much work around here and I earn. So uh, he told us the other day that he bought one of my or one of my wife's candles uh, from SOH Melbourne and paid full Good price candle. for paid it. paid full price. 70 bucks. So I said, mate, there's, a, there's a, a family code where I'll give it to you and you get a discount, right? So it's I said, get in there, though. get in there and, uh, and order a candle. So this is a guy that apparently doesn't earn too much. The second biggest order for Christmas since we've been a company yeah. came from Hummer. That's eight No, years. it didn't come from I well, didn't order it. Well, you gave the code to your girlfriend who you live how, with. Yeah, but how much did she spend? 850 bucks. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> That's a lot of candles. She told me she spent 200 bucks. She's bought, she said she bought 13 two candles. candles. Oh, we love it. We're, we're happy to take the money, Hum. They're good candles. So, well, she's lied to me. She told me she spent 200 bucks. 850 Sweat. Well, the all right, that means that's I'm gonna go I'm gonna stop at Drum and Golf on the way home, pick myself up a new <laughs> golf bag, new driver. Eight fifty. Eight fifty. One of the great orders. They are very good candles and, yeah. I, and I do thank you for that. Um, so imagine what it would have been without the discount yeah, code. Exactly. Well you just probably didn't apply. Nah, eight fifty <laughs> and then the discount. How many years you've been going now? <sighs> eight years, eight or nine yeah, years. Six or seven, maybe, yeah. That's that's a good uh, feather in your missus's cap, huh? 
I can't, I'm, I can't, Second I'm, biggest order ever. Mm. Ever. Online. Oh, we're having words. Hey, how, before we get to the Hummers Summer Loving Award, how's this for a hard story, hard luck story, my hard rubbish story? So I live in the council of Burundara where you have to – it's not the old days where it Where's was hard Burundara? rubbish. Burundara is the Campbell Hawthorne era. Um, you know, but back in the old day, you, you'd dump all your stuff out at once, the whole street would do it. It was great. You could go around and find some stuff and, and take it off. Now you have to book. You only get two a year. Um, we booked our hard rubbish and – You've was, done the right was, thing. You've done the right thing. And we started putting some stuff out there, you know, three days up for it. And the first day morning I walk out, I see there's some added stuff. I go, oh, God. Like, because we'd already – there's a maximum size, two metres yeah. by two metres by one metre. And we're already pushing it. And I see some added stuff there. I go, oh, my God. Well, this is ridiculous. People have been adding stuff. Adding to stuff. Your- I, I, dro- I <laughs> came into the office, come back. There's more stuff added to it, and now it's starting to get silly. It's a risky uh, proposition, that, because you've got to do it at night, really, don't you? And well, you do, and, and these people – so then I started camping out there, and then people were just – the whole <laughs> street was coming through. I was chasing people off. Anyway, on the last night, the la- I, I, I come back in the morning before it's picked up, and there's this whole second – like someone has dumped a heap of it, and they've added, like, their own s- section to my hard rubbish. Hard rubbish truck comes. I walk outside. Because there was too much, he's t- they've taken the stuff that got added, left all of our stuff <laughs> on the on the nature strip. I called a council and said, "Mate, you didn't come, you've, you've left half the stuff." They said, "No, it just must have been too big." I said, "Well, what am I to do with it?" He goes, "Well, you've already used your two hard rubbishes for the year. You're just gonna have to take it back inside." <laughs> so I've dusted a hard rubbish collection, and I've just still st- now my carport is just full of crap. Stuff. This just happens to you. This sort of stuff, doesn't it? But I mean, if you're out there and you say it's it's not, don't do it. Don't, it's not just okay. book your own you hard find someone else who's doing it. Repay the favour. You know what you got. Yeah, to do. I am going to do that. Actually, you know what you do. You put the stuff in your car, drive around at night, and find one of those skips at a building site somewhere. Yeah, mm. but that's. I mean, that's a similar thing to what people have just done to me. I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> hey, all right, Hummers Summer Loving Award, the last one. I love seeing my 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 face post stroke. Is that a theme off a eighties TV show? It's probably an eighties themed yeah. royalty. We're doing best on or worst on first? Uh, well, as we have for three years, the best first. Uh, best on. Uh, okay, I gave one vote to. Uh, I don't like this music, but Tones and I, one of the great acts in Australia at the moment, was busking in the Melbourne CBD, in the Burke Street Mall mm-hmm. yesterday to try and bring people back to music. Like, she's uh, something like 8 billion downloads you know of that what, Dance Monkey song. You know what she got? She was the second biggest download on Spotify this year. Is that right? Yeah. She got $12 million royalties yeah. being the second. Spotify. Yeah, because globally the second biggest download for the year. I feel like that's globally, not just Australia. That's a lot of money. No, but not for, if you're the second most downloaded song in the world, you should yeah, be getting they don't, 12 million bucks. We're talking not even a cent a, a download. Like, mm. It's a lot of downloads to get that. So what undertones and I? I gave two votes to uh, the big fella. Um, <laughs> the big um, fella got two. I can't even remember his name. Very good Who? bowler. Very good bowler. Just took five for eight. Hazelwood. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> the big fella got two votes. I just had a little mental blank <laughs> yeah. on that occasion, hum. And I gave three votes to myself. Um, oh, dear. Oh, oh, my, dear. Wife, my wife came home the other day and she looked at me and she said, I just wanted to let you know that you're an amazing husband 
and I'm so lucky to have you and be married to so you. So why are you getting free? Hell? And I thought, that's fair enough too. I, I, I thought, I'll accept that. So how much? Wouldn't you give Christina yeah, the three, three votes? votes? No, it's, it's hard work being a man sometimes. Oh, and you don't Imagine get... giving yourself three votes after your wife's It is hard work being you. a man. Well, if you're giving yourself you have... three votes, I should get three votes for what I had to do with Riley the other night. That was worth three votes. That's no, nice. What, did you, what did you done? What, what, like, what had you done? It was just in out of the day? blue, hum. It was just out of the blue. That's how strong our marriage is. I'm going to start. She's I reckon I'm going to write a money book. Somewhere. I'm going to write a book. Like top, the top oh five things to uh, a healthy marriage. Oh my Here god! <laughs> you're kidding yourself, Nathan. <laughs> uh, I gave one vote to Tim Payne because if you now look back at that Test match, if Tim Payne didn't get the 78 not out in that first inning. So I reckon it was game over. So Tim Payne, he deserves more credit than he yep, gets. Agreed. And uh, he's got the second best yeah. average after Gilchrist now for wicket keepers. Uh, love him. Tim Payne, good Tassie boy. I gave two votes to the big fella as well, <laughs> Nathan. <laughs> Josh Hazelwood, what a bowling performance in that uh, second innings. And three to Pat Cummings. I reckon if you could just model yourself off someone right now. He is Mr. Perfect, isn't he? You listen to him being interviewed. He's humble. He's modest. He's just unrelenting as a bowler. Gives you nothing to hit. Nice eyes as well. He's, and, he, you know, he's just a marketable, marketable yeah. person. What a great sportsman. Three to Pat Cummings. Well, I gave one vote in the worst ons to the man of the match selection committee because Tim Payne was very good, as you say. But... Five for eight off five overs for the big fella. Yeah. And in the first innings, he ran out Virat Kohli. So mm. I think that he should have been the man on the match. Then right. I probably would have given him to Pat Cummings. Fair enough. Yep, 78 was a great knock. But Labuschagne at the top of the order made 47 as well. And if he had been out, we could have got skittled. So uh, man of the match should have gone to big Josh Hazelwood. Two votes I gave to a guy called Austin Sherbert. Um, he's 26 and he lives in Arizona. Uh, he was arrested just recently um, after being seen on surveillance video trying to take a woman's wheelchair out from underneath her while on board a train. Oh now, what sort of person at Christmas does that? And you know how they got him? You know how they got him from the surveillance? He had reindeer slippers on. So he was still walking around the city in the reindeer slippers. That's how he got caught. Now, we are allowed to wear a balaclava at the moment. So you'd think if you're yeah. going to commit a crime, it's the perfect time. But he so, got done good. from his what reindeer his slippers. Oscar? Austin. Uh, Austin Sherbert Austin. from Arizona. He's a brain surgeon. Austin. And yeah. I gave three votes to the Indian batting performance. They were, they were disgraceful. Well deserved. Uh, good stuff, Nate. I gave one to uh, Sydney Stack because he just he he had to just quarantine where he said and he made the mistake and he and unfortunately now he's paying for it so I feel for him but he just he just had to follow the guidelines over there in WA I can't say his first name so I'm just going to say his second name Rahan Rahan is it from India Rahane 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 you don't run out Virat Kohli oh. You just don't <laughs> Not run when out he's only Coley. in town for one test. <laughs> hey? He's got one test match. He's hungry for 100. He would have got 100. But Rahane decided to call his skipper through and then send him back. <laughs> if you call him through, you actually run through and run yourself out. Yep. You don't send the skipper back. So Rahane got two. And the Indian uh, top order got my three votes for their batting performance. Ooh. That's in the top uh, half a dozen worst performances in the history of test cricket. Yep. Unbelievable. Before we go for the year, homothetical.
Can I, can I just sat in a, a quick couple of votes for our crew in the production room? Uh, because I've ju- I just want to thank them for the year, but also thank them for their effort today because we have not gone in order that they've put a the rundown <laughs> and they've been able to work on their feet today. That's very, very good production. This has been a sloppy performance <laughs> from us today. <laughs> so just well done. To get sloppy well done to the crew. I've about hermetheticals. <laughs> So I've got one, and it's one that has been I've had for a while. But so it's, you've had the whole week to think of three hypotheticals, yeah. and this one is a hypothetical. Decided to do this any time between ordering our lunch as well. It's, it hasn't been the best week. I, I mean, I'm still working this week, but have I mentally signed out for the year? Absolutely. You did that about a month ago. <laughs> Done that since I've worked here. Now this is a hypothetical that has always been on the list, but it keeps getting bumped down because it's not great. So, but who knows? It might, it may be a good one. For the rest of your life, you have to you have you obviously have showers, right? For the rest of your life, you can either have a shower that is perfect temperature, perfect pressure, but it's for ninety seconds and only ninety seconds, so it's ninety and you're off. Or you can have a shower that's unlimited, but the water pressure is horrific, like it's just dribbling out of a, out of your mouth or out of the head. Now I'm going to take the ninety seconds, good shower, in, out, done. 90 seconds. Yep. 90 seconds. So you can never have like those cold mornings where you just want to sit and yeah. sing. You're just never doing it. No. I can I, get by. I want more than 90 seconds in the shower. I, yeah, same. Oh, I, I, I know how your head works. And after a while, you're going to lose your patience with this drippling thing and you're going to hit it and you're going to smash it. And oh. you, you're not going to handle it rage. that well. You've got to think about this. You like your hat. You do have rage. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're probably right, aren't you? You need... Yeah, I'll go there. I'm the same as him then. Yeah. All right, I'll change. 90 seconds. I'll change too. Oh, you're going to change, yeah, I'll eh? change too. Hey, no, you, really? made a, you did make a compelling argument. Like, you know when you go into those those shitty hotels? Well, you yeah. guys would never stay at them, but I've stayed at a lot of hotels that have these, that water just like a, a, just dribbling out of them. It's mouth. frustrating. It, it is frustrating. If you found so. a bag oh. in the street with a million yeah. bucks, would you keep it or would you hand it in? No, I think he... That is the most stereo... You can't roll that as a hypothetical. But at least he's... Well, that's the most common hypothetical ever. No, I think... But it's one who (laughs) answer, isn't it? You've got to think about why that million dollars is sitting in a bag there and what's happened for that million dollars. It's obviously crime-related, so I'd be handing it in. Right. See, I... No. You wouldn't? No, I'd keep it. It depends. it's crime-related, who's going to know? There's there's two things that I would, would go through my head straight away. I'd go, one... If I get this, is there any way that the person that's looking for it will know? So I've got to tick that box. If the answer is no, it's just random. What? The second is if it's someone like I don't want to be stealing it off some poor person that's taken a million dollars to pay cash. So that's why you hand it in. How do you know it's not someone's? Well, life then, savings? so I'd hold on to it for a little while, and then just I wouldn't spend it. And then if the criminals came looking for me or there was a new story about a poor disabled lady who lost her million dollars, then I'd give. Okay, it back. it's a million bucks, and there's a handgun in there. Oh, so it's proof. Okay. Then all I just, I would take it, not return it in, because they're going to be angry if I return it to the cops anyway. Mm. You got so, it. What if it was for her self protection, the poor lady that lost the million dollars? <laughs> oh. <laughs> See, this well, yeah, is, I guess you'll never know. That's a what if. You know what, guys? There's this thing called karma. You hand the money in. Yeah. Well, you know what? What? Ta- what karma? Why did I deserve bad karma when my hard rubbish got stuffed? So I'm taking the million bucks and you go and get stuffed. Because just a, a week person. ago you told us that you punched a turtle. 
All right, that will do us Merry for Christmas. the year. Thanks Merry Christmas. Everyone. Happy New Year. We will be back January the 19th, which is a Tuesday, so the show will be probably re- – re- oh, well, our, our crew get out. So January the 19th, January. put it in your diaries. Have a very Merry Christmas. Stay safe. And if you are going to have a tick on the Big Bash, whatever it is, over the week, uh, the summer, gamble responsibly.